episode 366 of the Doctor a Day, about the new podcast. My name is David Lundner, from our Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode 3 of The Pirate Planet. So we begin with the Doctor running into the Mentiads and see they've come for him. Prelix is now with the, a full Mentiad and he steps aside and they put up a force field to defend the group against the guards. And uh, Chemus is kind of confused as to what's going on and Doctor says, as they walk by to leave with the Mentiads, it's exciting, isn't it? Back at the Mentiads home base, uh, K-9 informs Mueller that the Doctor is uh, on his way with the Mentiads and he can track them for by his psychic patterns um, and the doctor knew that the, the Mentiads were, were not going to harm him and Mila says you mean they slammed him to the wall with good vibrations when they attacked him before and he says yeah something like that Captain is informed of the doctor's escape in the mines and sends the Avatron to kill the guard that informed him the Mentiads ask the Doctor for information. They want to know what evil looks, you know, what evil is causing their issues. And the Doctor says, well, it's, your evil is the captain. Why have you not kicked him out? And he says how the, the leader of the Mentiads says how they get, with each new telepath, they get stronger and stronger, but they are still blocked somehow. And, uh, the Doctor and Romana both say how they, they formed this psychic gestalt and that the power can be um, very strong and then uh, they start to explain to the Mentiads how Xanax is a hollow planet and it jumps through space and materializes over these other smaller planets and mines them. He says they don't notice because they're part of it. And when they materialize over another planet, that's when the omens come. And Mula realizes that's when that's happening. And Chemus tries to help her understand, too. And he said, and the doctor says, yes, the omens mean the death of another planet. The captain is working on some circuitry of some kind. And he's talking to Mr. Fibuli about his bemoaning the existence of the Mentiads and Mr. Fibuli says that the um, minerals that they came to get from Calufrax, Boolean and Maginite 315 um, along with, can help block their psychic powers um, and so the captain says well when can we you know finish mining of the Calufrax to, to, to get all these and um, how soon can this happen? So we could turn all the mining equipment on full power, and so they, he orders that to be done. The Mentiads um, and the other natives of Xanax are telling the Doctor and Romana of the story of their their planet's history, and it used to be ruled by Queen Xanxia, and that she was 
evil in some way and they say that she lived for hundreds of years the doctor's wife no many people live for hundreds of years defensively but today they continue with the story and how that she staged galactic wars and bankrupted the planet and then the captain arrived in this um, crash spaceship there wasn't much left of it and uh, he needed some pretty extensive reconstruction the doctor notices and mentions canine keeps trying to tell the doctor something and then they say the captain just took over and when the captain took over their telepathic um, um, problems started um, and the doctor tries to explain and then hands over to Romana to explain that when the captain took over he started the materialization over these other planets and when the life force or the energy in, cre in mining these planets happened it set, force, set forth a psychic energy release that would have mashed through the neural pathways of any telepathic person and caused this life force dying syndrome they find themselves in. They were feeling this and that's why they were becoming stronger. Canine finally gets in word and says that they have increased the mining activities of the planet. Captain going on about his shipbuilding um, uh, endeavors in his past and how he he misses the, the open space he's not happy being imprisoned by this moving planet um, and he, he sends Mr. Figury off um, to see about the mining and the nurse is calmly coldly watching from a distance and talks to the captain and says that he's good that he's found some occupational therapy gives her the look and walks away. Now the doctor and Chemist try to trick another guard to grab their air car with the jelly babies, but they are caught by the guard and captured. So the captain is informed of the doctor's capture, and uh, Mr. Figury says the crystals are close to being produced. Um, found another source of the mineral, another mineral they're looking for, it's Terra in the solar system, so he's planning on going to Earth, even though it's a highly populated planet. They will leave when the crystals are done. The nurse says to the captain that, oh, so you were close to reaching our object, your objective, and he agrees. The doctor and Chemus are tied up to pillars and um, seem delirious like they've been there for a long time. doctor seems to be having a bad dream, bad thoughts, and they hear him say, No more dinosaurs! For the captain awakens them and comes to visit. Canine manages to steal the, an air car. The doctor taunts Captain, and uh, Captain says, well, I'll just kill you. He says, no, you won't. 
because I know the Warriors code and it's against the Warriors code so you should have thought of that and he asked well what are you really after because you don't want the university well, you wouldn't have to do with it except shout at it the doctor has fittingly released him I mean sorry the captain has the doctor released by Mr. Fibuli and he takes him to his part of the bridge and there are clear cases with these large cylindrical rock-like objects in them with names on them and the captain tells the doctor that these are the remains of the planets that they have mined um, like the size of a bowling ball and the doctor is very surprised by the gravitational geometry um, it would have taken to keep this super compressed matter held in suspension and not create a, a black hole or a gravitational disaster. Um, the doctor says um, the achievement was staggering. Pointless, but staggering. Captain says, well, I'm glad you appreciate my work, which throws the doctor into a tirade that, you know, I appreciate it. You know, you've done committed mass murder on a galactic scale, and you want me to appreciate this? He says, what's it for? The uh, captain is stopped from burning the doctor by interruption from Mr. Fibuli, that the Mentiads are on their way to the bridge. Outside, Mula, Ramana, and the Mentiads are on their way. Um, they're climbing slowly up to the bridge area. They mentioned that, oh, I hope the doctor and um, Chemus were able to get to the engine room to sabotage the engines. Well, the doctor is brought to the bridge where Chemus is still being held. Um, he says, he's not done anything to you. Just let him go. So captain throws him the keys and the doctor frees Chemus. They overhear the the captain and Mr. Fibuli working on something and um, says, oh, what are they doing over there? Oh, that's, the, that's a psychic interference machine. He says, oh, you need certain crystals to make that work. And he says, this and this. And oh, and those are found on Calibrax. Oops. Well, the, um, Chemus recognized, is told who the captain is, and he grabs his spanner and wants to go and attack the captain. But the captain orders the Avatron to kill. Canine enters the uh, onto the bridge to the rescue, and the bird and the dog essentially fight, blast at each other. Everyone else tries to duck out of the way. The doctor and Chemus are able to sneak out um, from the bridge to the area where the remains of the planets are. And then they find a locked room and the doctor is just on a screwdriver to let them in. And inside this room there's a throne with a wizened old queen on it. And there are huge banks that the doctor calls time dams that um, 
are suspending her in her last minutes of life. And he tells Kemus that this is their Queen Venxia. The nurse is berating the captain of, you know, why don't you just pry open the door? So the guard's preparing to do this. Well, the doctor tells Kemus of this, these time dams and what they would do and how you would need the energy of entire planets to power these time dams. And what for? Who would want to be held and kept alive in this form? K-9 arrives triumphant with the dead Avatron on his blaster, so kind of carrying the bird. Doctor takes it and sends K-9 and Chemus down a, a service shaft to the engine room to try to sabotage the engines. While the doctor says he's off to see the captain and he's picked up a small battery device with a couple buttons on it and he heads off to the bridge. He has to, he gives himself up and he has to tell him that his bird is dead and Captain is very upset with that and says, you pay for that for every last, every drop of your blood, every corpuscle. And he consults with the nurse and Mr. Fidgley and they decide that yes, he should be executed. So they open a panel in the bridge window and bring the doctor over, even though the doctor says, I think you'll want to hear what I have to say. He's trying to interrupt him, and they're not having it. So they make him walk up the stairs and around, and he wants to have the doctor walk the plank. This is a simple theory, really. You walk along it. At the end, you fall off, die. The doctor tries to talk his way out, but... Um, the captain blasts at his feet and the doctor falls off the edge. As he screams, as he's falling, the captain, the nurse, and Mr. Phoebe Lee are laughing. And we end. I'm almost surprised we didn't have a Wilhelm scream there at the end. Oh. <laughs> it was so melodramatic. I'm so glad that Canine killed the bird. Yes, no more Avatron. That was one of the dumbest things <laughs> I've ever seen. And that's saying a lot for Doctor Who. And well, the whole thing where they're fighting is really kind of went on a little too long. Because mm -hmm. we see it in the, the bridge area where they're all ducking out of the way of the bird droppings almost. It's like that's flies. what they were, and yeah, there's like green um, patches of light kind of just drop, like yeah, bird droppings as he's trying to bomb K9 um, with them, mm -hmm. and then K9's using his blaster. I think they aimed it not too badly. That's fine. But um, there is that whole section, and then they continue the fight down the hallway. Where the doctor and Kemus are, yeah, it's more than we needed. Yep, definitely. But it's not too bad, and K nine comes triumphantly in with the bird, essentially the bird dog with the bird in his mouth, mm -hmm. and he's bringing it to his master. Here you go. 
Gidda you know, moment. They're trying too hard to, I hate to say it this way, but um, how would you say it? Anamorphize the dog? <laughs> Anamorphize the robot? The anamorphize the robot, yeah. Make it like a real dog. Yeah. Why do that? Why not just have a real dog then? If that's all you want. could the doctor just have a pet you know he is a living being his assistants his companions are living beings why couldn't he have a an actual dog yeah just because um, the professor on whatever planet they were on the planet of evil wasn't yeah. it um, was it planet of evil no it was uh, Was the one with the, the kid, the, um, the dragon prawn. Right. Invisible enemy. That was my first thought, but I wasn't sure. Because it was this plague that was the enemy. I think it was that one. Um, just because he couldn't have a live dog. They made this device for him, his own companionship doesn't mean that the doctor couldn't have one. of the opposite to what we see in what do we say about our most uh, commercials uh, recently uh, instead of talking babies oh, they yeah, have talking more talking babies, dogs talking animals talking, animals, talking yeah. dogs yeah. Uh, but yes Avatron is dead to begin with oh sorry Christmas Carol <laughs> Yeah, we find out the Mintians are on the doctor's, well, they're on their own side, but they're not against the doctor. They no. want him to help them. It's a little bit unnecessary, the whole explanation, once the, their whole group is all together. I guess making sure everybody's on the same page that, yes, your planet's really a hollow planet, and this is what happened, and they could share how their planet was before the captain came so I guess some of it was informational but it seemed a little redundant mm -hmm. like we kind of already know that yeah um, and we could just assume that they're going to compare notes I think I don't think we had to witness that however if they hadn't have had some type of a talk then we if they just continued on making their plans we would have wondered well how did they find out about this so I it, suppose, it could yeah. be worse it, it wasn't as long as they could have made it so I think it wasn't too bad we don't have a lot of other action that really helped happens I mean um, they've taken prisoner and talked, threatened and find out more about the captain and his work and with the planets that we already knew that he mined the planets um, but we learned how their 
suspended in somewhat of a precarious way. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of skill. And we learn that a little bit more about why um, to keep these time dams functioning, to keep the old evil queen alive. There was a couple funny bits, I think, uh, to keep you, keep us going through. I, I think it was int- not funny this part, but it was interesting how when the doctor is, you know, I say delirious, but just kind of maybe in a partial wake, uh, partially mm, sleep state yeah. or whatever, yeah. as he's tied up on the pillar and he says they need more Janus thorns which was one of Leela's weapons of choice when he first met her. That seemed, uh, well, I I guess... Maybe he's having a flashback. Yeah. I, from a viewer's perspective, though, doesn't it seem like it's too soon to have that kind of callback? Too soon? Well, no. she's only been gone for one full story. True. So it's not like the fans have forgotten her already. If they're going to do that kind of callback, they should probably do it to somebody further back. Mm. Sarah Jane. Maybe even someone earlier. Mm. Although maybe it's a way of the, the doctor dealing with her staying. You know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's how they intended it not a reminder for the audience so much as a way that, that the doctor is still thinking of her. I guess. Why not some of his other companions then, too? Yeah. Because, because she's the last one that left. Yeah. I had no idea what that meant when I've watched this so many other times. Because you've never seen Leela? No. I hadn't remembered the... I didn't know the Janus Thorns were anything like that. It's like I know what it... Um, different spelling of Janus J-A-N-U-S was Janus God um, two-sided two-faced isn't that how it's spelled for the Janus know, one too? spelled it J-A-N-I-S mm, I, that's wrong in the I notes think. anyway that's hmm. how they spelled it <clears throat> that's uh, but he the way he says it I thought it was the original spelling not the I-S but that said Janus Thorn <laughs> The way they spelled it. Hmm. How does it say? How it should I'm be? I'm looking. Yeah. Oh, no. Wikipedia spells it J-A-N-I-S also. Oh, okay. I would have bet money that it was J-A-N-U-S. Yeah, well, that's how they seem to say it, so that's how I thought it was supposed to be. So I was surprised to see that I-S written there. Um, <laughs> when the captain is there saying something about him being restrained and Dutch says, well, I've been tied to better pillars, pillars, tied to pillars by better men than you and tries to taunt him. That was kind of funny. Surprises captain by knowing the warrior's code, apparently. Claims okay. to, anyway. Whether he actually does or not. So that's supposed to be another 
call could back to Lula. And, uh, could be. A warrior's code, you know. Could be, because it just said, said the Janus Thorn part, maybe he was. Well, and the series was written with Leela as the companion originally. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was commissioned fairly early before they realized she was leaving. Hmm. And then rewritten with Romana. Well, that's interesting. How do you... How different could it have been with Leela? She would have fit in quite well in the Rebos operation with the more peasant, um, simpler peoples. Or she would have maybe have understood them a little better. But then in this story? Well, they had the... um, holy person in her tribe who was speaking with the their god through the headsets of the broken equipment but still so they had some spiritual uh, contact some spiritual nature to them so she might have um, a bit with the mentiads maybe I don't think she would have had as much technical knowledge to deal with the the tracers, right? And the, the segments. I suspect they wouldn't have done the key to time per se. Yeah. If she had stuck around, they might have. Some but other story, maybe just the fact that they're, they're doing this is a bad thing anyway. You know. Added on to the fact that they're they're looking for this overarching story of the um, segments. Mm-hmm. They could take the segment part out, and the doctor still would have found a way to get himself involved. <laughs> True. In this story, and this story would have been mostly fine without the segment, although it is it has become part of it. But I think they could have rewritten it and taken it out and been all right. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I don't think I have a whole lot. I think this is the first time that the nurse says anything. Mm, I thought she said something last time. Mm. When she was giving him the thermometer thingy. I think she didn't say anything. Oh no, we didn't see her in the first one. Mm. I thought she was talking to him in the last one. Um, Possibly. I don't remember what she was saying. We see her a couple times. But I don't remember if she said anything. So I could be wrong. But she's a little more active, I think, in this one. And seems a little more interested in their plans for mining another, you know, getting these crystals and then, you know, as they're 
objective soon to be reached and, and that type of thing. Life is objective. I think Scorpio mm-hmm. should say space at that point. So if this isn't the first time she talks, it's it, she seems at least more interested, showing more interest and more connection to what's going on. Mm. At least. Yeah. Walking point, huh? Yeah. And of course they stretch it out a little bit by having the doctor repeatedly try to get his attention and Uh stop him from doing it. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why they had to confer before having him do it. You know, the captain has killed people for less. Yep. But I guess they had to have another means now. Because, you know, one, he is a pirate. And two, his avatron is dead now. So, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't, if he doesn't have a weapon of his own other than the parrot that's already dead, you know, what else would a pirate do? But yeah, so I don't know why they consulted before they had the doctor follow him up there to the plank to walk. But anyways, just to kill time, apparently. It's what it feels like, anyway. Yeah. Um, And so they do the, the... The doctor falls off the end... Hear them yell. Hear them laughing, all together, and then end, which is, you know, kind of concerning. I don't think we think the doctor dies, but you know, he he's fallen off the edge. You know, we see him fall off the edge of the plank. So, well, was it's, there? It's not as if there's any gravity outside in the center of the sphere of the planet, right? Well, I thought this was just off the mountain side. I assumed it was down into the hollow center. Oh, I think it's just over the edge Mm. of the mountain of the bridge that you can see from where they see it from the ground. They look up to the mountain. Ah, okay. That's what I thought um, he was falling down into. Which makes me wonder, you know, is there <clears throat> someone else going to steal an air car that <laughs> he could fall into? Could be. Or a guard coming back in an air car you fall into and then, you know, take over from the guard. So I don't, th- I don't think we get the sense that the doctor is going to be killed by this, but it is uh, open to more interpretation of how is he going to get out of this? What happened to him when he fell? Not did he die? Yeah. So I guess it's not terrible way to end. I do remember what happens next, though. So. <laughs> oh, of course you do. <laughs> Took me a little while, and I thought, oh yeah, I know how this resolves itself, but not telling. Not until tomorrow.
<laughs> That's when we'll talk about the final episode of The Pirate Planet. Guess we'll keep saying it. Yep, and find out what is the second segment. We kind of know, but... Yeah, we kind of do. It will be revealed. Mm-hmm. As a misshapen Rubik's Cube. So join us then, and thank you for listening.